Trigger warning. The following episode contains content that may not be suitable for all listeners, including discussions and details on death, suicide, homicide, and mental illness. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Unrest in Peace. We're two unfortunate Greek friends. Here we go. Are we tracking? We on? We ready to rumba? Hey, hey, hey! Oh, uh, let's go! <laughs> Snack number two: extra toasted cheese. Ah, uh, love cheese its. Now I want cheese its. <laughs> yes. Mm. By the way, guys, the extra toasted cheese its are are far superior to regular cheese its. <laughs> Although, I don't know if this is just due to the weirdness of our world now, from like the pandemic and things just not being around anymore. Mm-hmm. The other day, I was looking. Who remembers cheese nips? Oh my gosh! Yes, I do. Those were hecka bomb, and I have not seen those. Honestly, I, hope- I was not a big fan of cheese nips. I feel oh, like I they were like a a really crunchy, slightly stale version of goldfish. Oh, I liked them, <laughs> but you know, do you remember when they did the um? The cheese nips uh, themed after a cat dog. Yes. <laughs> and they look like cat dog. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Major throwback. We've just aged ourselves several wow. years. Hold on. I don't know if cheese nips exist anymore. I'm trying to find them online, guys. Mm, that's unfortunate. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't. Th- there's a lot of things that I think don't exist anymore. Guys, I want to cry. I love cheese nips. But at least you still have your extra toasted Cheez-Its. That's true. That's true. Uh, I really just want a cheesy, crunchy snack now. It's fine. Go get yourself a cheesy, crunchy snack. It's fine. Hey, Ken, can you get croissant a cheesy, crunchy snack? We don't have any cheesy, crunchy snacks. Can you get her a piece of cheese? Just, Just get a piece of cheese. Um, Crisp it up real nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, I love the sweatshirt you're wearing. Thank you. Throwback. And I love that it says throwback. Dude, that was the year, baby. That's the year I graduated. Same. Same. High school. High school. Wow, it really makes us old. (laughs) Wow. Do you know what I love? That we graduated high school in the same year. Me too. We're actually like... We were born in different years, but we graduated the same year. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nope. Uh, just in case y'all still don't know our voices, by the way. This is Chrysanthi. This is Leah. We host Unrest in Peace. This is true. Uh, this is true. <laughs> sorry. Anyways, continue. Oh, I was just saying. I don't remember. What was I, what was, what was I saying? Oh, 2011. I was saying. You, you said... Same year, but born different, different years. Ages, graduated the yes. same year. Honestly, though, I am thankful that I was in the class of 2011. I think that class of 2011 was was quite the class. I liked it. I liked my year. Yeah, 2011 heaven. Oh, that was. I don't know if you I'm know proud of myself cool? for saying that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. Okay, do you want to know something? Do you remember how in 2011 flash mobs were becoming like a popular thing? Oh my thing? gosh. Flash no, 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 no. mobs. Don't take this in a bad way. No, no, no. no, no. no. I no, remember. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. So 
our year did a really dope flash mob at our graduation and the dance teacher coordinated it at our school so imagine like i don't even remember how many kids went to my high school it was public so there's a lot of kids mm-hmm. so try to get that many seniors and coordinated dance <gasps> we did it to i got a feeling ooh, ooh, that tonight's, tonight's gonna, gonna be, be a good, good night good yep. night tonight's gonna be and then you know how it says like it, there's that line where like i don't know like thank someone in it or something like that well anyways we did we did this whole like cool choreography and then at the very end we like threw our hats and we were out on the football field it was really cool i love that i think yeah. the song that we did um oh yeah we uh, had a an acapella group a small acapella group oh. uh made up of uh like 10 of us from uh the senior class and we did an acapella arrangement of Firework by Katy Perry. What? Yeah. And it was arranged by one of the seniors in the group. Oh, that's it so was, cool. It was dope. Um, it was really cool. So I um, I was in all-girls choir in high school. We were called Nightingales. Mm-hmm. Well, anyone that was in, in choir, we got up at the end of – before the flash mob. But we got up at the end of graduation, and we led the down our oh I almost out of my school. We led the 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 song of our school. Most most schools have like songs for their schools, but people don't know them, or they might not have them. Mm-hmm. My school, my my school it dates back to like before I was born when it was created. Yeah, and so they have an actual like song for the school, and we got up and sang it, which was really dope. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Also, good times. George George Lucas went to my high school, so that's gonna out me. Oh now. my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, and I oop, and I oop. All right, so um, should we should we start? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, I am super excited. <laughs> Bravo. Excuse me. I'm super excited to share this story today. Like, I kid you not, it's going to be a doozy i'm hyped for this ladies and gentlemen she's been hyping herself all week about it i'm yes. hyped for it um i have no idea what it is but she's just been hyping this like got this great story can't wait to tell so, you i have this great story <laughs> i am going to have to start it off um massive massive trigger warning there is going to be talk about mental illness there is going to be talk about murder and some detail into those murders talk about medical um treatments that tend to be really gory and unused nowadays there will be talk of suicide so if you i will let you know before we get to those parts if you want to skip ahead a little bit if you're one of those squeamish people or if it's something that will be triggering to you I just want to put it out there. There is some heavy stuff in this one today. Wait, wait. Am I allowed to skip ahead? Because I'm a little squeamy poo. Is there I a will skip ahead ask for me? You, I will ask <laughs> you if you want to hear it. If you don't, I will skip it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Cool. I love how you you would have asked me that, but in the flip, I would have been like, Christopher, you're going to hear this you're whether you like it or not. Want it, whether you want to or not. <laughs> I just cry. It's fine. I'm not proud of myself for being like that. That's just who I am. But <laughs> um, so also there is language in this that it sounds wildly derogatory towards people who ha- suffer from mental illness. Um, 
this was on like a lot of this stuff was written back in the early 1900s or the mid 1900s it was named in the late 1800s so um if you suffer from mental illness illness like i do um i just want to let you know these are not things that we condone these are not names and uh phrases that we condone for using with people uh for people who have mental illness um and if you do struggle with any type of mental illness, um, or if you wonder if you do, please go seek help. Talk to someone. Talk Absolutely. to your doctor. It is not anything to be ashamed of. It is important to take care of yourself. Yes. Talk to a friend. Talk to a school counselor. Uh, you know, maybe someone in your church, someone that you're comfortable with, because I know that's always easiest first right. before you go straight to a doctor. Someone you trust. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. If you're crying out for help right now, which a lot of us have been in this crazy times we live in, know we're all struggling together and we're here for you. Yes. We love you. Yes. We love you. All right. So with all of that said... <laughs> Without further ado, do I am going to be sharing the story of the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. What? So, and a hoop. My references came from everyone's favorite Wikipedia. Yes, Wiki. Wiki. Allthat'sinteresting.com, RoadUnraveled.com, LegendsOfAmerica.com, and a show called Portals to Hell. Um, it was actually interesting. I pulled up the video that they had on this place and it was fascinating. It's like an eight minute video. If you're interested, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, Portals to Hell, look it up. It's great. Trans Alligator Looney (laughs) Asylum. (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought you first said Trans Alligator. We're not talking about crazy alligators. Okay. It's I just want to make sure because through my headphones, it sounded like you said Trans Alligator, but I wanted to wait before I said anything. There's that. That would be a really weird one. You're sitting there going, they have a place for trans alligators that struggle with mental health. <laughs> And image and everything. (laughs) And if you know, you know. (laughs) Lots of questions. All right. So Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is located in Weston, West Virginia. And it ran as a psychiatric hospital between 1864 and 1944. So it was up and running for a good 130 years. I feel like that's unheard of for places like that right. because a lot of them were getting shut down between a lot of those time frames mm-hmm. due to like government and different things. Right. Because people were like either people were for them or against them. But the government just was like, yeah, you're stealing our money. So we want to like cut them. Yeah, off. I feel like a lot of them were starting to get shut down in like the 70s and 80s. So the fact that this one lasted till the 90s is very yeah. interesting. The building of the hospital was authorized in the 1850s by the Virginia General Assembly. Richard Snowden Andrews was hired on as the architect for the project, and w- and the building was built in the... Oh, my gosh. Okay. And the facility was built in both <laughs> Gothic Revival and Tudor Revival styles. Wait. Gothic Revival and Tudor? Is yeah. that what you said? 
they oh tudor the okay. outside of this building like the exterior is absolutely beautiful it's so really cool. i'd love to see a picture yeah i will send you a picture um if you like or you could yeah. look it up right now if you wanted to but i'm going to be posting pictures on the instagram when this episode comes out of course what'd you say the name of it was again trans allegheny lunatic asylum right Thomas Kirkbride was a psychiatrist who had developed a series of psychiatric hospitals that were to be opened up all over the United States. <gasps> and so this was supposed to be one of those hospitals. Um, and his whole idea behind the psychiatric hospitals was that it was going to be a place of healing for the patients, wanted it to be open, fresh air, lots of light, have natural attributes inside of it. So like plants and stuff. Love that. Right. So so whenever you'd walk down the hallway, light would spill in. The windows were huge. The doorways were huge. Um, but unfortunately, that did not stay the fact for long. Construction began in 1858 with prison laborers being the primary construction crew. Building the... Building, oh, the building of the hospital, <laughs> the building of the hospital, however, however, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't right now. <laughs> the building of, maybe mommy mashed my M&M's. Mommy made me mash Try my M&M's. <laughs> there you go. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Ooh. <laughs> So the building of the hospital was halted when the American Civil War broke out in 1861. So all of the funding that had been given to the project was reallocated to go towards the Virginian defenses. Makes sense. Eventually, money was put back into the project in 1862 to continue its construction, which did not finish until 1881. Whoa. Took a while. So the hospital was originally intended to be fully self-sufficient, meaning that they were going to grow their own food, raise their own farm animals. They'd have their own water system. Um, basically, anything wow. that they would need in order for the property to be self-sustaining. They didn't need to go to outside sources, anything. When the property was finished, this is crazy. It took up 666 total acres in land. What? Yeah, 666. Ooh, you like tell that me that that was not an indication of I don't like that. Happen. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it Not at good. All. I'm doing no. my cross. No. Mm -mm, not playing with Ooh, that. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, no. Also, sidebar, I love... Okay, obviously you guys don't see us when we're like when you listen to our, our podcast, but we see each other when we record. This whole time you've been talking for the past, I don't know, like 20 minutes. You, she does this like little like hand wave and I feel like there's like a rap about to come on like right. bust a rap. The way Got she's the moving beat. her hand Let's like, go. hey, I'm talking about the 666, blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> that sounded really wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but like, I don't know, this like hand motion really has been cracking me up. I'll try to. No, I, I love it. Really into it. <laughs> no, I love it, but I just had to address it because it was cracking me up. But I didn't want to laugh like during this because nothing you're saying is hilarious at the moment. But this right. is just cracking me up. And just like imagine that this is where you're seeing it at croissant. Look, like you're like over here going, yo, 
Let's do this. Yo. <laughs> My name is Croissant, and I'm bringing you the story. We're going to talk about this really crazy place. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. hey. <laughs> break it down. Anyways, back. <laughs> break it, break it. Okay, back to our <laughs> uh, weekly scheduled uh, <laughs> podcast. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> In 1913, <laughs> the hospital changed its name to Weston State Hospital. Oh. So they switched from Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum to Weston State Hospital, which, you know, sounds a lot better, and they probably should have started it out that way, but, you know. I well, know. try to say that 10 times fast. Weston not going to happen. Or Trans-Allegheny no. Lunatic Tran- Asylum. Exactly. So that's why they prop that's why they changed it to Weston State Hospital. Because Weston State Hospital, Weston State Hospital. They probably thought it was insensitive on some level, or at least someone was like, eh, maybe we shouldn't call it that. Or at least I like to believe True. someone was like, eh, maybe not. True. But but also, Western State Hospital, Western State Hospital. Like, try to say that 10 times fast. Yeah. Like, it's, it's easy. a lot easier. Yeah. Although construction was not finished until 1881, this did not stop the hospital from admitting its first patients in October 1864. They had continued to build after they started admitting their patients. I can't imagine that that was entirely restful. No. So, anyways, I digress. In a report written in 1938, the patients at the hospital were said to include epileptics, alcoholics, drug oh. addicts, and non-educable mental defectives. And Wait, say that again? Non-educable? Yeah, basically people no, I know. who could not be educated. No, I know what that means, but it just sounded like not educable. Yeah. Just the word's funny. Well, yeah. I have a problem that they called them mental defectives. Like that makes yeah, me like physically ill. Because that's just wrong on so many levels. Having a mental oh, illness does so not many. mean that you are defective. Absolutely not. It's an illness. I that's repeat. It. Like, look at people every day walk around with things that we don't even know about. And they're totally normal people, but mm-hmm. they might have something going on. Yeah. Like, you just never know. You don't. Hey, I walk around every day, but you don't know I'm dyslexic. Right. Like, I don't wear a sign that says, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm dyslexic. Right. No. Exactly. It's just yeah. unbelievable that that was language that was appropriate to use back then. Yeah. Also, like, sidebar, if we went back in time and, and took vocabulary and just, like, everything that they said in sense and structure and the way they spoke and brought into now, into modern day, you would not be liked by so many people. I'm sorry to oh, say. Yeah. I'm sorry to the oh, I'm yeah. sorry to the founders of this country and to people's ancestors. Forgive me now, but their lingo it was like their way of speech was not okay. The way they described things, the way they used certain terms and phrases. Yeah. Not the business. Not the business. Like just to be funny, like our parents' generation. I mean, you know. Um, <laughs> guys, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. And uh, did everyone bring their thongs with them? Right. And, and and nowadays we would say, um, no, I'm wearing my bathing suit. I would not be wearing my underwear to the beach. And they and our parents would say, no, no, no. You mean like your flip flops or they used to call them beach walkers. No one calls them that anymore. Right. What? 
Okay, beach yes. walkers. That's a new one for yes. me. Yes, flip-flops were also called beach walkers because theoretically speaking, like flip-flops, rubber flip-flops were only seen for like pools and beaches. We, mm. as a generation, just wear them like in an everyday setting. Oh, yeah, we do. But back in the day, Especially you would in not California. like... Right, you would not show up to like, for instance, you would not show up to a school in flip-flops back then. Right. Not a thing. No. Anyways, but that's why... I'm so sorry to past generations, your lingo. Yeah. A little sus. Yeah. I mean. A little suspect. I'm pretty sure that future generations are going to think that about our lingo today. <laughs> For sure. For instance, NIU. NIU. The hospital was only intended to house 250 patients and each of them were to have their own rooms. However, Ooh. the hospital soon became overcrowded. With 717 patients in 1880, 1,661 in 1938, 1,800 in 1949, and 2,600 in the 1950s. This meant that the self-sufficient model quickly was replaced with horrifying living conditions and led to many of the patients being malnourished and and mistreated. That is not okay. It was only supposed to house 250 patients and got up to 2,600. That is insane. Horrifying. That's like if someone were to come, like we were to invite like 100 people to come live in my house. Not okay. No. And that's not even including all of the staff that have to work there on a daily (gasps) basis. Sanitation was backburnered as staff struggled to keep up with the growing number of patients. Paint began to chip from the walls from decay and patients even began to peel it off themselves in states of panic. Windows were covered in thick layers of grime, which darkened the once light-filled rooms and made it even colder as the heat from the sun wasn't even able to pierce through to the inside. Patients slept on floors as there weren't enough beds or furniture on which most of them could sleep. The inside was freezing cold from insufficient heating. To top it all off, patients who were considered out of control, in quotations, by staff, were locked in cages in open areas of the (gasps) hospital. The reasoning behind this was to allow for bedrooms to be occupied by patients who were less concerning. (gasps) No, that is not okay. I'm sorry. How are you expecting anyone to get better from their mental illness when you're literally locking them in a cage like an animal? Yeah, seriously. Let's treat them all like animals and see if they overcome yeah. their sickness. Yeah, no. Ugh, heartbreaking. I can't even imagine. I was saying, I just can't imagine being like the person that has to put a person in a cage and they walk away and they're just like fine with it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Per- I, I just don't know how you like your subconscious later on isn't like going psycho because like you just locked a human being up regardless of their state of mind. Like it's, it, it would quickly deteriorate, deteriorate any progress they may have been making. Not that I think any of them were actually making progress in this hellhole, but that's sad also. In an effort to reduce the number of patients at the hospital, Walter Freeman, backed by the state of West Virginia, founded the West Virginia Lobotomy Project in the 1950s, which allowed the hospital to use lobotomy as a way to treat patients. Over the course of Freeman's career, he performed around 4,000 lobotomies, not only to severely troubled patients, but also to patients who were completely healthy, resulting in these previously healthy individuals having... 
physical and cognitive damage that lasted the rest of their lives. Freeman was most well known for his particular method of lobotomy known as the ice pick lobotomy. Now, um, that just sounds horrific. Do you want to know how it was done? Oh, sure, but I'm going to be not okay with it. But just, all right. Um, If you are squeamish, skip ahead. Like just one little click. Okay. (laughs) This involved slipping a thin pointed rod like an ice pick into the patient's eye socket and using a (gasps) hammer to force it to sever the connective tissue in the brain's prefrontal cortex. Unfortunately. What? And unsurprisingly, this method resulted in a great number of patient deaths. Oh my gosh, that is horrific. Yeah. So this is literally the guy that made lobotomies well known. This is where it started. Honestly. Not okay with that. No, nothing not okay about that. that is okay. By the time the 1980s came around, the hospital saw a decrease in patients due to changes in how mental illnesses were treated. In 1986, there were plans to transition the hospital into a prison, but the building closed its doors as a functioning property in May of 1994. Thank God. Thank God. I can't believe that they got away with that stuff for so long with no one saying a word, you know? Yeah, I just, okay, I'm sorry, but like I I said about the people that were caging up humans, I just don't know how someone could just... Mm-mm. I don't know how someone could take on a job like that and be a doctor and do that kind of stuff to people. I just don't know. Like you wake up one morning and you're like, that's what I want to do is my job or my profession. You know, like what? Yeah. The? Who the who the heck thought about doing something like a lobotomy as a reasonable form of treatment? You right? literally like but, turned people into vegetables. I don't know. I'm just I'm really boggled by that. Me too. Since then, the asylum has been used for local events, church revivals, and tours. And there was even... No, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I'm sorry. I would not have a church event in a place like that. Okay. That's okay. They had, like, county fairs and whatnot hosted. (laughs) Come on, children. Let's go to the petting zoo inside of the lobotomy room. (gasps) Like... (laughs) No, that's not okay. No, it's not okay. Mommy said no. God. <laughs> Lily said no. <laughs> Lily said not okay. Oh. Oh, that's no. I oh, I'm getting like no. It's rough. I'm telling you. Proceed. There were even talks of converting the building into a civil war museum and hotel and golf course. None of which panned out. <laughs> The only thing I could see making sense would be like a Civil War museum. It would be creepy, but it's the only thing that makes sense. I would absolutely be horrified if anyone ever tried to turn that into a hotel and golf course for people to stay at. Um, yeah. no. No. It's pretty museum on the outside. Is about the only thing. And that's it. <laughs> like. And from the pictures I saw, it's horrific on the inside. Like, I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> well, we out. Ooh. Like, this would not be a place on my list of let's go check it out. I'm sorry. I mean, I still I mean, it do, would. It, but. It is and it isn't. You know what yeah, I mean? It, mm. ugh, a little sketch. In 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. Not a little sketch. A lot of it. A lot sketch, of sketch. <laughs> In 1999, the interior of the building was damaged by a group of city and county police officers who thought it would be cool to use it for a paintball match. Fortunately, what? 
What? Yeah. Oh. Um. Unfortunately, for I have three so of many them, questions for that. This <laughs> meant the end of their careers in local law enforcement. Because Did you get in trouble for it. Nine years before that, it had been deemed as a national historic landmark. <laughs> like they were asking to be fired by doing that wait a minute my thing is shouldn't the police know because like i feel like that'd be a, something on someone's list of like oh here's what's public uh, historically public places in our city yeah no these people were just like oh this would be a cool place to do paintball so many places to hide i would like to know oh. the current occupation of those policemen that got fired <laughs> i mean who knows it has now become a museum for the asylum that used to exist and hosts paranormal tours to thrill seekers who are interested in visiting the property in search of ghosts. Us, 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 us. Us. And we are going to talk about them. All right. So that wraps up the history and what a doozy of a history it is. Like, it's just. You can say that again. My heart's on edge. My heart's on the edge. I don't know if I can take anymore. Oh, my Lanta. We still got to do the hauntings. <laughs> so let's just get through with it. We'll see how fast okay. it goes. I, I, it's, it's still a lot. It's still a lot. Unsurprisingly, with conditions as bad as they were at Trans-Allegheny, tensions ran high amongst patients, with many committing suicide and a few even stopping. Oh, and a few even stooping to murdering their fellow patients. Oh, this paired with the treatment patients received from the staff inevitably guarantees hauntings within the walls of the asylum. Oh, yikes. There are some intense things that happen that I will be discussing. I will give a trigger warning here again. And then I will also give a trigger warning and a jump forward warning when I get to anything particularly concerning. Okay. Here we go. Can I jump forward? This all concerns me. I can't. This is all concerning Mom. to me. <laughs> Chrysanthi. <laughs> you agreed to this. <laughs> I did. I did. Guys, I did. But, but, ooh, I don't know. We got this. It's good. It's all good. I also agreed to Isle of the Dolls, and I'm not okay with that one either. <laughs> Staff and visitors to the asylum have reported seeing ghostly figures walking the hallways at night and unexplained shadows that appear during the day. There are also reports of orbs of light that float through the hallways. <gasps> oh. So we're starting okay. really tame. And now we're going like to start with the first floor. Here we go. How many floors do they have? Four. Did you ever say? Oh, okay. Four. This is floor numero uno. Yes, and it gets increasingly more haunted as you go up. Oh, love that. Yes. We love that. Yes. On the first floor, there is a ghost of a patient named Ruth who likes to haunt that particular area of the hospital. For reasons unknown, Ruth hated men, and in her living days... She was known to throw objects at men. So, okay, Ruth. Get it, Ruth. In death. <laughs> in, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Ruth. Wow. In death, people have experienced being pushed up to get pushed up against walls by Ruth and hearing a whistling that echoes through the hallways, suspected to be the presence of Ruth. Oh. So, Ruth, good job. All right. 
the second floor. <laughs> and here we go. Trigger warning, murder, and suicide. Okay? S- skip ahead a little bit if you need to. In one room, a man was murdered by another patient at the hospital who stabbed him 17 times. <gasps> and then in a- another room on the second floor, two patients at different times died by suicide by hanging themselves. At different times in the mm. same room mm. with the same method. That's like not that's okay. real creepy. That's not okay. Yeah, like that not okay. okay. Madly right. not okay. And so the shadowy the shadowy figures of these patients have often been seen by visitors, and one lucky group of ghost hunters even managed to get an EVP of someone warning them to get out. No. Yeah. That is. Oh, I just got the chills. No, 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 no. You're kidding me. There's some insane stuff. All right. Third floor. All right. Massive trigger warning on this one. This is actually the floor in which one of the most popular and most well-known ghosts of the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum dwells um, and where he lived while he was a patient there. Floor number three. Three. I would skip ahead like two or three clicks on this one because his death was very graphic and very tragic. Clicking, clicking. Why isn't it going forward? Sorry. Clicking. All right. Massively clicking. So a patient named Dean, who by all accounts was a sweet natured man, was unfortunately roomed with two other male patients who were far less than sweet. The two men one night decided to kill Dean by hanging him by bed sheets from the ceiling. However, when that plan failed, trigger warning, here we go, one pinned Dean to the floor and the other placed a bed leg over his head and jumped on the bed until his skull caved in. That makes me want to cry because this poor defenseless man, and it's also said that he was deaf and mute. Like he literally couldn't do anything. I'm triggered by that. I'm slightly deaf. I'm triggered by that. It's it's awful. God rest his soul. Poor Dean. Oh my god. So, <clears throat> moving on. Wow. Dean never I'm, left the room. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Dean never left the room, though. Luckily, the two it, murderers did. Aonia to Dean. Yeah. If you don't know what Aonia means, it means may his memory be eternal, and it's something we say in, in the, um orthodox christian faith as a way of like granting eternal memories to uh those who have passed on oh dean oh my god i oh i don't know how to feel about oh i'm oh wowzer all right i'm telling you i just like how do people just like think of these kind of things i'm so sorry but like i'm at a loss of words but i'm just befuddled by this yeah it's heartbreaking anyways it's going to be better after this, I promise. Okay? I hope so. All right. So Dean is a very sociable ghost. He is willing to interact with ghost hunters who come through looking to communicate with the spirits in the asylum. In an episode of Portals to Hell, the host held Ooh. a session in Dean's room. So this is cool. You can go and watch this. So he was really excited and really happy to be able to interact with the devices that they had laid out in the middle of the room. They also brought toys with them um in case dean wanted to play because uh according to the people who work there now record said that he was 
kind of simple-minded, and so he was a little childlike in his actions and mannerisms and whatnot. So they brought him toys to play with, which I think was really sweet. That that is really sweet. Um, And so as they were talking to him, he was, like, they were getting, like, a lot of feedback on the device in the middle of the room, which is, like, beeps a lot whenever, like, Mm -hmm. something, like, like, interacts with it, right? So he was incredibly happy to do that for them. But they had been given a mask that was crafted by one of the patients in the hospital who also happened to be Mm. one of the men who murdered Dean. They had a mask with them. And they brought it and they placed it right next to the box. And they were like, hey, Dean, um, do you recognize this mask? Do you know who (gasps) made it? And that's when all interactions like straight up stopped. He like, there was no more beeping, nothing. And they like left it there for like a minute. And they were like, okay. And they were like, we're sorry we scared you. Um, And they took it and they hid it. They put it away. And they were like, we're sorry if that was scary for you. Um, Would you come back and talk to us some more? And then the interaction started again. So like literally. What? I know. It was crazy. You're kidding. Call it what you will. If you're skeptical, that's fine. But I, I feel like that says a lot. Like, I think that says a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Also on the third floor are, um, is a ghost named Big Jim and a nurse named Elizabeth. Okay. Don't have much information about them, except that they are known ghosts that frequent the third floor. Uh, other things that have happened on the third floor, doors have been said to close by themselves. Apparitions and shadowy oh. figures are commonly seen. And strange, indiscernible noises have been captured via EVP. Tell me more. And then you said this is on the fourth floor? That was on the third floor. We're about to move okay. up to the fourth floor. So jumping on oh, the no. elevator. Boop. Here we are. <laughs> two, f- two floor numero cuatro. Here we go. Tessera. Four. All right. So the fourth floor is ripe with paranormal activity. So first off, the fourth floor is home to Trans Allegheny's youngest ghost, Lily. She lived her short life Lily? at the. Site. Do you know what I thought of when you? Sorry to interrupt. Do you know what I thought of when you said Lily? No. Lily Potter. Lily Potter. Oh, it is this not Lily Potter. So Lily <laughs> lived her short life at the psychiatric hospital. There are conflicting stories about how she came to be there. One said that her parents literally like just dropped her off and left. Um, another oh, said that she was actually the horrible. child of one of the patients who was being cared for there. I'm not sure how much caring was going on, but you know. But uh, they all agree on the end of that story, which is that Lily tragically passed away at the age of nine from pneumonia. <gasps> I know. No. Poor little baby. That is so... No. I know. But it's it's not as gruesome. <laughs> oh, Lily. Poor Lily. All right. So Lily is said to appear in a white dress. Her room is filled with toys so that she always has something to play with, though she does tend to wait for living people to come in and play with her. Not okay. (gasps) But she's a lonely little girl. It's fine. I don't care if you're a lonely 100-year-old. That's creepy. Creepy. 
I'm telling Lily you said that. <laughs> Go right ahead. Sorry, Lily. It's creepy. Visitors and staff members of the hospital now state that she will play with them by moving toys around and turning on the music box. Though to the living, these things appear to occur by themselves. So toys just move around on their own. The music box starts on its own. Mm. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that. So cute. Uh, another ghost known to lurk the fourth. <laughs> another ghost known to frequent the fourth floor is a soldier named Jacob. Don't know anything about him. Finally, and I think probably the creepiest of all of them is there is one more thing that lives on the fourth floor, and we're gonna hey, call it an warning? entity. No, we're gonna call it an entity. Because they are not even sure that it is an actual ghost. But they do call this thing the creeper. Because it looks <gasps> like a black mass that crawls along the floors. No, 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 no. No, I don't like this. I don't like, like this. That sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> ooh. This, ooh, no. I, this whole story is a nightmare to me. This whole st- I know. It's just so sad. No. Okay. It is also common to hear screams that originate in the electroshock room, doors slamming on their own, moaning, breathing, and hysterical laughter emanating from the rooms. No, not okay. Literally, all of those things are the worst things. Probably maybe not the door slamming, but all of the other stuff is real creepy. Visitors wow. Visitors have also noted objects that seem to move on their own and feelings of being watched by persons unseen and unknown. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, is the story and the hauntings of the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. No. Why? Like, are you completely uncomfortable right now? Yes. I don't know if you can see it in my face, but yeah. It's all creepy. That's a, that's a rough one, for sure. Uh, that was a roughy poo, for sure. It's tragic all around. There is nothing redeeming about this particular location. You can say that again. You can say that again. There is nothing redeeming <laughs> about this particular location. <laughs> no, there's not. I'm hoping oh, maybe I can find one that's a little lighter, bring a little levity to the next story that I share. Levity! I love that you just called it levity. You've never heard of the word levity? No. Oh, it's it's a great word. Stick that into your vocabulary. Here's- it's great. I don't know. I feel like we need to bring this episode back up. Is there anything that we can share that's going to make everything feel better? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Do you have a joke for us? Do I have a joke for you? Let me think for a moment here. Okay. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? Uh, I don't know. What does, what? A satisfactory. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that one. I like that one. I hope you guys enjoyed this very wild and out there uh, story that Chris told today. And we'll bring it all back next week with Leah, who's going to take us on an adventure, right? Oh, you know it, baby. Oh, yes. 
All righty, y'all. Thanks for Catch tuning you later. in. And happy, happy hauntings. hauntings. We're ghoulishly delighted that you decided to join us in Unrest in Peace. If you would like, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at Unrest in Peace Podcast, where we will update you on everything having to do with the podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, email us at unrestinpeacepodcast at gmail.com. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. And if you're listening on Spotify or other streaming networks, go ahead and give us a follow. We'll see you next time.